Hello, and welcome to ASMR Tirada de Hueo. Are you hoping to calm your mind? Relax your body? Or experience ASMR? Dr. Andrew Michaels is here to help you. Today, you are preoccupied. You had thought you made it to the end of your research, but as you were going over your notes, you had a dawning realization that made you grab your temporary visitor's badge and head back to the now familiar office of astrobiology. Oh, hello. I wasn't expecting you. Did... You look... Concerned. No, here, have a seat with me for just a moment. Catch your breath. There you go, just for a minute. I won't keep you long. I just want to make sure you're okay. And besides, I can't have you rushing through the archives. You may damage something, or lose some poor agent's place in their own continuing saga of research. Yes, just slow your breathing down a little. Feel your body relax. You didn't realize you were holding that much tension, did you? Yes, I could tell. May I take a guess at what's bothering you? You made it to the end of your story here, didn't you? Or thought you had? Yes, it happens. There's the relief in finding everything turned out right. Then the gradual realization that it had been a story within a story. Perhaps what you were reading was a 1930s footnote to a 1940s report, which was a reference in the margin of an interview from the 1980s. No matter how deep you go, all you bring up with you are more questions. Yes, everyone who gets this far has a similar experience. Look, I will let you go back to your work but I will leave you with one final thought. Who gave you the assignment to come here? Are you sure? Why are you really here? No, don't answer so quickly. Go read your documents, take good notes, and think about this. They don't let just anyone in here. Most people don't know this office exists. Did you, before that research request landed on your desk? Now off you go. I have my own work to get on with. Good afternoon, and welcome. I come to you on a rainy, thunderstorm-driven day to tell you the rest of this story. In previous episodes, we learned 
that in 1939, Dr. Andrew Michaels first encountered alien life forms and formed a pact with them not to use their technology to advance human society. We fast forward to 1947 in Roswell, New Mexico, when he encountered a second alien crash site. In this situation, he ended up saving the two survivors of the crash. They were grateful. They warned Dr. Andrew Michaels, told him of a coming invasion of an hostile extraterrestrial race. They gave him a device, a medical scanning device, almost like a modern Palm Pilot handheld computer to aid him in defending Earth against this alien scientist bent on destroying the Earth. That story was well told on my series of videos on my channel as Dr. Andrew Michaels fought the alien scientist to a standstill and pushed him back, eventually ridding the earth of his threat. He retained the medical scanning device the Roswell aliens gave him, and he used it for good. He used it to cure a potential pandemic, he used it to scan many sick people and heal them. And he used it to capture the life essence of many individuals. He called them quantum time bubbles and his mantle was covered with the people that he had captured, holding them in the last moments of their life. Time traveling back and forth through time, he encountered and captured the likes of Adolf Hitler, Nikola Tesla, Harry Houdini, and the Elephant Man. Some he granted a lifetime of reoccurring lovely moments stuck in a quantum time bubble repeating itself over and over again, a state of bliss and peace, almost like a state of being in heaven. To others, he captured them to punish them in eternal pain and anguish, holding them in judgment, living with the ramifications of their actions. And he displayed them on his mantle, they look like so many snow globes to the unknowing eye. There was one odd one, though, and the aliens of Roswell, if you allow me to jump forward to 1983, asked Dr. Andrew Michael's grandson. Now, this is 1983, where the story started several episodes ago. The device was turned off when Dr. Andrew Michaels was killed in a car wreck back in 1966. It had an automatic shut-off 
when it wasn't in use. And after a certain amount of time went by, it shut itself down. They saw that it had turned itself on in 1971 for a brief time and then shut itself back off in 1971. Who turned it on? Was it Dr. Andrew Michaels? They didn't know, but they traveled to Earth to find out the fate of both the device they gave him and what happened to their friend. You see, they didn't want the technology spread and deciphered and used to advance human society as a whole. It was a gift for one man, for one purpose only. So they had to get it back or ascertain what happened to their friend. Maybe the device had malfunctioned. They didn't know. They had Dr. Andrew Michael's grandson take them to his estate. It was still kept in basically the condition he left it in. The family still lived there, and his collection of snow globes were still on the mantle. The aliens, of course, found one in particular very interesting, and they asked if they could retrieve it and take it. And then they asked, may we see his lab, his lab in Chicago, Illinois, his secret lab. Well, of course, this was news to his grandson. He had no idea of such a place even existed. But he was willing to take them there, and they traveled to Chicago. What they found was a laboratory caught in time. This was before the age of the desktop computer, a lab with reel-to-reel recording tapes, a lab with a simple system of retrieving data from memory tapes, a wall of recording discs, one row after another. All of that material barely would add up to what you could fit on a floppy disk. But in those days, to retrieve data, you had to use reel-to-reels. They searched the lab and eventually found the device. They used their own equipment to scan it and said that there was DNA of several human beings on it, that it had been used by people other than the doctor in 1971. They put the snow globe down on a table away from any other objects. They turned on the device. A light shined from it, and it scanned the globe. In a bright flash of light, looking almost like a dot matrix printer, combining with a 3D imaging processor, something began to 
appear. Within moments, in a flash, it was done. Sitting on the table, against all chances, was a middle-aged man with a receding hairline, a white t-shirt, a white dress shirt, not a t-shirt, and a black tie on. Before the two aliens and the grandson of the doctor sat Dr. Andrew Michaels alive, reformed, the age he was when he died in 1960s. His grandson ran up and grabs his hand. Is this real? Is this possible? And the doctor turned to him and said, Yes, it is. Who, who are you? It is possible, but I kind of want to know who you are and why you're grabbing my hand. He said, I'm your grandson. We, we never met. You died before I was born. The two aliens stepped forward and said, Much time has gone by. You were dead a long time. Thankfully, you used the recycle system, for lack of a better term, to store your DNA map in this device. And using your soul saver, quantum time bubble, as you put it, we were able to regenerate your essence from the last time you stored your dot data. We've brought you back to life from that point of save. You see, in a computer, you save your programs and your information at a certain time point, and then you go forward. And if your computer crashes or blows up, you take the drive out and you use the saved position to bring your computer back to life. Anything that happened after that point would, of course, be erased. But everything up to that point would still exist. This was no mere facsimile or clone of Dr. Andrew Michael sitting on this table. This was an actual physical copy of him from his last point of saved data. Every cell, every memory in those cells, every life experience was stored and put in that quantum time bubble a floppy disk of data of a man's life and memories. The device itself had the roadmap of his DNA, and in that case, the DNA of any human being in it. And it was an easy reconstruction program to just plug in all the materials and reform him, almost like 
a 3D printer prints out an inanimate object. This was explained three different ways to the grandson of the doctor, and he still shook his head. Dr. Andrew Michaels looked at his grandson and put his hand on his shoulder and said, Don't don't feel too bad. I get confused myself, and it's hard to understand. But this is me. I'm alive. This is me. I'm real. And I'm back. Sadly, I'm back to the point after my death, and I was saved from a point before I was murdered. So I have no idea who did that to me. The aliens used the medical scanning device to show three images on the wall of the lab and said, Do you know these people? They turned the device on in 1971. We don't know exactly what they used or for what purpose, but they reanimated something, but we're not sure what they used as a template. Two of the images shown to the doctor didn't make sense. They were people that he didn't know, but the third... Even his grandson knew who that was. It was the villainous, evil president who resigned in disgrace. Richard Milhouse Nixon. The arch enemy of Dr. Andrew Michaels. President Nixon. He always had an axe to grind with our good doctor. And he was always determined to destroy the life's work that he had laid down. Once, back in the early 1960s, Dr. Andrew Michaels had captured the life force of Richard Milhouse Nixon after the Battle of Cthulhu, deep in the oceans of Earth. That's right. A long, long time ago, with the help of the Tesla device from Nikola Tesla and the alien scanning medical device, Dr. Andrew Michaels was able to locate the sleeping god Cthulhu and put him back into a deep slumber when he was awakened by evil forces on the earth. Those evil forces were Richard Milhouse Nixon and his ilk. But because he wasn't allowed to change the course of historical events, he could only capture the essence of Nixon and not actually kill him, stop him from becoming president. You can't change the timeline. You have to let things happen the way they occur. 
but he kept the essence of Dar of Milhouse Nixon as a safeguard in case he ever needed. to exact revenge against him at a future date. It was easy to piece together who caused the car wreck and killed the doctor in the 1960s. Nixon was always had his hands in some kind of nefarious dealings, always putting somebody to the sword for his own ends. He was quite the evil, power-hungry, narcissist. But why was he in the lab in 1971 and what was he doing? Dr. Andrew Michaels asked very quickly, when you scanned my mantle, was the quantum time bubble of Nixon on the mantle? You scanned to find me. Did you see him there? And they said no. Our records show that that quantum time bubble was not inventoried among the ones on the mantle. And it all came together. In 1971, Dr. Andrew Michael's house was raided. They stole the quantum time bubble that contained the, the memories and the saved... the saved essence of Nixon brought it to the lab and used the medical scanning device to rebuild him. Why in 1971? Why? And there was another problem. Dr. Andrew Michaels, of course, pointed it out. I didn't have his specific DNA stored in my device. So how did it rebuild him? It couldn't, because it didn't have his recorded roadmap of his DNA. It had only mine stored in the device. It would have only worked for me. What did they do? A quick download of the device's memory bank answered the question. They played it back on the wall of the lab like a big screen movie. All four people could see what had occurred back in 1971. Nixon, in his nefarious plans, wanted to build a clone of himself stole his life essence from the home of Dr. Andrew Michaels, used the device to scan and rebuild an exact copy of himself. The only problem was the device had fail-safes in it to protect Dr. Andrew Michaels. It did not allow for those settings to be erased. They thought they had scanned and used Nixon's DNA template, but when they combined it with his life force that was saved in the quantum time bubble, they were actually using the DNA 
of Dr. Andrew Michaels himself. And what they created was an evil aberration of the two men. The evil narcissism and general loathing of Richard Milhouse Nixon combined with the genius of Dr. Andrew Michaels. And what they produced was an abomination beyond compare, loosed upon the world in 1971. There, sitting on the same exact table, in a black dress shirt and a white tie, his googly, spaced out, bloodshot eyes, his macabre smile staring back at them, his hands slowly transforming from human fingers to horrid lobster claws. That's right. For those of you who are fans and long-time listeners of the video work of Tierra de Guelo, you are witnessing the birth of Dr. Wobblesworth, Lobster Boy, sitting alive in the laboratory, standing up and being released upon the world. Nixon in shock and utter despair ran from the lab. His henchmen were quickly dispatched by Dr. Wobblesworth. He killed both of them. Laughing, he gathered up many weapons and equipment from the lab and left, luckily leaving both the hidden Tesla device and the alien scanner behind, not realizing their true worth. All the genetic and evil disasters of the late 20th century and early 21st century that were loosed upon the world. We now know why Dr. Andrew Michaels went silent in the 1960s and how the evil of Dr. Wobblesworth had occurred in 1971. How he was left uncontrolled onto the world and sired a daughter, Emily, who also carried out his evil genetic scientific experiments. It all comes round circle to 1983, when the doctor was brought back to life at a future time. He turned to his grandson and his alien friends, and he tried to shake his head and say he was sorry. The alien said, no, there was no way you could do anything about it. There's no way you could know. 
The only thing you can do is try to find Wobblesworth and put a stop to him. We are just glad our friend is still alive. And they reached out and handed him back the medical scanner. We didn't come here to retrieve this. We came here for you, my friend. And as we can see, there is much work for you left to do. And we will leave you to it. So begins the next chapter in the adventures of Dr. Andrew Michaels. This is our 99th episode, and I appreciate each and every one of you joining me for these silly, convoluted, crazy stories that I tell. Next week's story will be our 100th episode. To be fair and honest, even I don't know what's about to happen, what direction we will take our adventures, what kind of cryptids, supernatural creatures, aliens, and humanoids we might encounter. But I hope you'll join me next week for our special 100th episode. And I always appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you so much. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for ASMR Tirar de Huello. Please take a moment to share, rate, and review this podcast. It really does help. If you are interested in additional ASMR content, you may view our library of videos at youtube.com slash The theme song, Atlantis, is by Jason Shaw of Audionautics.com and is used by permission. Correspondence, including questions or requests, may be sent to tirardehuello at gmail.com. On behalf of Dr. Andrew Michaels, thank you.